Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch dice today.
Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Elizabeth as Princess Gwendolyn, Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow! It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown! You've stuffed the memory of an entire race inside yourself and are trying to smuggle them out of a building so they can help <laughs> find you a way to leave and possibly escape the super powerful dead sorceress who's been really fucking up everyone's shit. Um, the vines are uh, rapidly unwrapping, um, opening the, the exit. Um, you know you'll have to kind of book it out of here pretty quick. What's your strategy? Uh, also, keep talking. My light is flickering and it's going to drive me nuts. I can still hear you, though, so... Scheme! Ugh. Standing here, feeling uncomfortable. All right, we need to get... Um, we got to put your cloak on you. That seems important. Uh, yes. Strap it around you. Uh, and we'll just say that after you received your answers, uh, you, you swore yourself to... Uh, an hour of, of silence so you can't answer any questions because you just need to focus inwardly on how the, the questions affected you. Uh, Maka, how... Uh, this is an awkward question, but you sort of are back and forth with your skills. How comfortable are you lying? I am not opposed to it. I understand we are few and the tainted root people are many. I understand. Subterfuge is required here. All right. Um, the other thing is we have to get to the pod. We can't ask a lot of questions of the memorarian because they said that they are basically kaput at this point until they open the door. Uh, do we say we want an audience with the Baroness? Do we just try to walk in? Do we wait a few hours and try to break into the pod in the middle of the night? Hmm. Um, I... Sorry, just to be clear, uh, the pod is not... Um, oh, it's a different location. That's why we have to get the... So we just got to get away from everyone. Uh, what if we yep. just go back to where we started and say that we got to have our time alone and then after the Oath of Silence is lifted, we'll go back and celebrate with everyone? The only sort of tricky spot for this, I will warn you, is um, the Memorarian's space is behind the throne room. So you'll have to go directly past the Baroness to get out. I mean, she did expect us to, to come out, right? Is is the Baroness wearing any of my recent batch of faux yes, Sandara? she okay. is. So at this time, then, Maka will just kind of get down to brass tacks of what he was trying to accomplish here. Um, when I created the Sandara for the festival, I incorporated a sort of conduit I, I'm just going to slowly raise a, raise a finger just to stop this for a second and mm. then I'm just going to point at the necklace on Gwendolyn and then mm. just mime like a talking hand and then just like into an ear 
and raise both hands as though it's a question mark because I don't know what that necklace does in terms of what Leonea could engage with. Can I cast detect mm. magic on the necklace? It is hella magic, sir. Um, you you didn't you ca- yeah you didn't cast it on the pond. Um, so it it if if you did it, you would feel the same. But yes, it it feels uh, definitely enchanted. Um, any particular school of magic, um, necromancy again, or no? Actually, in this case, it is not necromancy. This is probably. I'm trying to remember. I'm terrible with the names of the schools of magic, so forgive me as I look this up. Yeah, they're not all fully what you would expect for spells. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just a little bit left of of what I would normally name them, but that's fine. Um, This is likely um, of mm, divination. Hmm. Okay. Maka... um, Knowing that divination, okay, yeah, so Maka will mime back to the two of you, the hand speaking, pointing to the necklace, and he will nod kind of with consternation of like, mm, yes. And I'll go, oh, yes, you built in a conduit to aesthetic beauty. I think that's true. You really handled and built the spores and into roll me the a deception makeup. check there, hmm. Hoss. <laughs> Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into this one and use some of my braggadocio to try to help because it's not my best skill, but it is charisma based. Thank you, level five. God. You're welcome, Ryan. God damn it. Um, that is a twelve. I mean, it's nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. could have been worse. We all know mathematically. Yeah, uh, nothing. Nothing happens. But you also, it's you're 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 lying into a wire. I was gonna say like, the lie was exactly the quality I just said it aloud. Like, oh yeah, if no, you I weren't know, but paying also, attention, like, maybe. But and for what it's worth, man, like even if you'd rolled a nat twenty, you still wouldn't know because you're just talking into one end of a phone. <laughs> True. <laughs> so yeah, nothing happens. Um, okay, so realizing. Um, that uh, Duncan made like an excellent observation just now and re- and after divining what um, the school of magic is on that necklace Maka will just say in a few moments I am going to ask you a question and I will need an answer very very quickly yes do you understand both of you I've got the speed of a swordsman and the attention also of a swordsman. Also, I'm not great at metaphors, but yes, I'm prepared. Good. I'll try. Good. Uh, and Maka starts walking out through the throne room. Okay. I'll follow. Uh, I'm coming with. Very quietly. The Memorarian is also coming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so you, you stride out into the throne room, um, and uh, the Baroness uh, throws wide her arms and says, Ah, yes, you have returned from asking your questions. Pray tell, what wisdom did you gain from the Memorarian? I am curious what outsiders such as yourself would know of it. I asked the Memorarian the recipe. For Sandara, that I will 
be able to more faithfully craft more of it for you. Do you roll that deception check there, sir? Ha! <laughs> Not one. <laughs> I ask the memorarium how I make ye do that <laughs> sun stuff. She, she growls and says, You accursed fool! The first thing I asked when the Sundara stopped arriving was how make ye do the sun stuff. <laughs> The Memorarian is not aware of such things. That's why we use you turtles in the first place. She slams her hand, and one of the walls seems to bend inward towards you. Almost like grasping hand, and then it sort of um, balls into a fist and dissolves back into the wall. Uh, and, and I will... Also, this new stuff is shit. Look at my eyebrow! And one of her eyebrows is clearly just, like, not moving. She's like, I look constantly vaguely confused. I hate it! Oh, you are... You are angry. Ah, I see. Maka couldn't tell. (laughs) Her face wasn't moving. Uh, For the record, she's got a mix, so it's like a lot of, like, parts of her face are working. It's very Picasso. Yeah, yeah, like the accidental Picasso. To Uh, do, like, a, a, a... Tom McGee constantly makes references that tickle me. Now for you, sir... Um, it's the uh, Van Houten uh, divorce episode where, hang on a second, we were late because she had to put her eyebrows on. What? And one eyebrow was like up and the other one's angry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's that and it's the, uh, the clone high. All celebrities have um, uh, their eyebrows added in post where Ashley Angel's That's eyebrows right. are just like all over his face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Llewellyn Van Houten was definitely the first time that joke got me and hmm. And the joke that lasts with me forever is always Homer Simpson's makeup shotgun. Just that. That's just a description. <laughs> that actually, that is the You've baseline the of whore. how I've always imagined these uh, these creatures. Are. Just like, um, cool. So, um, yeah. So the uh, uh, the Baroness is is, is clearly cheesed. Uh, however, I'm not going to make you roll a deception check or really give you much consequence for that because it's also a, a very believable lie. And they're like, she wasn't like, you know, no one was like, oh, I bet they're going to go down there and try and unveil our society's deepest secrets. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she's like, well, uh, I suppose this will do. I, I, you, you still have not answered for me the question of, of why the shipment stopped. It would be much better if you could get us the stuff right from the source. Is this still like my one that we're role-playing right now because I'm happy to be an idiot here or are we just yeah you could you do whatever you want this is just the Baroness continuing her and this isn't common I imagine not Sylvan or is this Sylvan this is is common yep Maka will no I see I think the one needs to be harder (laughs) because I feel like you let me get away with a lot just now so uh Maka will just say The princess. The princess. (laughs) The princess is forming an alliance of equals. Maka has already been welcomed within, and the turtles of Bleen will likely join in future. When they have joined, we will happily follow up with them to ensure that they meet any legally contractually bound rights. It is not correct for someone to have been robbed or let down without recompense. Agreed. I I nod along solemnly. Um, so, uh, Laura, you go to nod, and, um, instead there's a hard metallic clank, 
um, as your helmet hits the giant fucking wood creature that's stuffed up inside you. <laughs> um, so you're like, tink! Uh, and the Baroness looks directly at you. Um, roll a deception check, please. Okay. Uh, that's five on the die, so four. <laughs> she uh, always makes that sound. <laughs> you hear the memory and go, yeah! <laughs> um... So now the Baroness is like highly on edge uh, and the doorway, uh, the exit doorway begins to slowly close over with vines. Um, and uh, she looks uh, to you, Duncan, and she says, listen, hot stuff. I'm giving you one chance to explain what is occurring here. I know the Memorarian can be a truly haunting experience. Why are your friends acting so weird and sneaky? I won't lie to you. We've tried to keep it secret, but we can't keep secrets from someone as great as yourself. We asked about the magic of Leonia and the strengths of Leonia, because if this god is as powerful as your people have suggested, we need to bring it back to our own lands, not to steal it, but to spread the worship so that the aesthetics and the power can spread and the worship can spread and we can build a world where everyone is aware of Leonia as that great beauty deserves. Uh, and then he just takes off his hat and holds it over his heart and looks to the ground. All right, go ahead and roll uh, probably persuasion more so than deception. Yeah. No, it's deception. You're lying. You're lying. That is though. true. <laughs> um, I'm trying to persuade them. I'm not yeah, I'll, lying. I'll give, you I'll give you advantage, though, because you're, like, hewing <laughs> yeah. pretty close to the truth. Uh, yeah. All right, Where that is, is 22. It's a good lie. Um, she uh, nods and says, Our people, too, were lost before Leonera, I assume. I think. It wasn't yesterday, so you know how that goes. In any case, yes, bring the word of her and her beauty to all those who would listen in any tongue. And then she yells to everyone else, in any tongue, everyone, am I right? Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Okay, great. In any tongue. Um, and then uh, she looks to Marka and she says, we look forward to your better Sundara soon. Make with the sun thing. We will expect more tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Good. <laughs> yes, it is good. Hmm. And uh, Maka, sensing that, like, the conversation is over, will, like, just keep <laughs> heading for that exit. Be like, yes, good. Hmm. Yes. Um, the vines pull away from the door. Um, although, um, Gwendolyn, uh, one catches your foot as you go to leave. For a second, mm -hmm. you look back to see if there's, like, a magic salt ring or anything. But... <laughs> uh, Nope, it's just a vine slowly rescinding away, and as you, you kind of, like, full-on Keaton over your shoulder with your vaguely immovable body, um, <laughs> the Baroness, uh, half of her grin and, like, the middle part of her grin seem to grow wider while the rest just remain completely stationary. Got you. And then the, <laughs> the vines close up behind you. Ah, uh, tree pranks. Those... <laughs> Aren't disturbing. Uh, let's go. Princess, how about you lead the way? Because I feel like you might just intrinsically know, one might say from 
where your heart is right now, which direction we should all go in. I, I solemnly put my solemnly put my hand over my heart, <laughs> and just but like I I don't know if I hear anything. I just kind of like tap it because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know whether to go left, right, or straight. Yeah. We just need to go. Go. Um, so uh, you begin to make your way kind of um, down from the uh, the pod. Um, it occurs to you though as you move that really the only way you know through the kind of mess of violence is. Um, the uh, path of Jesus Christ is on the wrong sheet now. Path of uh, Splendor. Thank you, the Path of Splendor, uh, which of course will lead you past the pond. Are you willing to risk that? Uh, uh, okay, here's the thing. We can't talk about this aloud, and we actually wouldn't. So we're at this point have just decided to follow Gwendolyn. So either she's going to walk down the path or not, and we just will follow. Lead on, Gwendolyn. What do you do? Um, <laughs> I, is there any, so I know it, it's a path, but are, like, do I see any way to like go off the path slightly and still be able to move? Or is this just like, it's, well, similar to on your way in, it's, it's just like thick, thick, thick forest on either side. So it's, it's not exactly a comfortable walk through. Um, you also notice, um, a large proliferation of sneezer flies um, flittering uh, amongst the trees. Um, <laughs> I think I just like kind of, I kind of <laughs> pull my like cloak like tighter around me and kind of lean forward and just kind of start like doing a quick jog <laughs> past trying to get through it as quickly as possible. And we will follow jogging down the path of splendor. <laughs> Um, so, um, yes, as you, uh, approach, uh, the pond, um, the water begins to ripple. And, faster, uh, faster. The <laughs> butterflies begin to kind of crowd into the, uh, the exit from the path. They're blocking our way? They're starting to, yep. Oh. Um, oh, go away. No. They begin to form a canopy overhead as well. I will say out loud, I will say, uh, Bromeliad. Uh, no, you have, to, you have to sneeze it. He told us that. I then don't you have to it. sneeze. I thought you did to summon it. No, I mean, I don't have to sneeze. Oh, I can't believe this. Uh, and I want to reach into my pouch and just take out like a pinch of gunpowder and just flick it into his turtle nostrils. <laughs> what, sure. What is that? <laughs> um, uh, you see one, uh, one of the butterflies break off um, from the rest and sort of disappear. Um. Well, Maka's not going to wait around for Bromeliad to show up. Um, he's going to uh, keep trying to move forward. Okay. Um, as you um, kind of rush towards uh, the exit, um, Maka, I think you throw yourself kind of shell first into the wall. Um, go ahead and roll me a strength save, please. That is a save. So that is 19. 19. Um you kind of burst through the, the um, butterfly wall, but as you look back, it rapidly closes back up. Um, so now you're on the outside of it, um, but you can still see your friends within. 
Um, Gwendolyn, as you run past the pond, um, a, a slimy hand grabs your foot. And you look down um, to see um, water swirling around uh, the desiccated hand, which is clutching at your, your leg. Um, and much like Link in the Water Temple, uh, the final boss uh, in Ocarina <laughs> of Time, I just take out my sword and slash, try to cut the arm away. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack, please. Nat 20! All right. Nice. Um, Your sword uh, cuts through um, the arm. Uh, As it does so, um, it's like cutting through water. There's just like a splash. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, as the water dissipates, you see that the the arm um, seems to almost be illusionary. Um... But uh, the water has dissipated uh, that was holding you in place, so you're able to, to run past now. Excellent. Uh, and Duncan, um, bringing up the rear, uh, you see Gwendolyn get grabbed. Um, to your eye, it you can see sort of an arm in the water, but as she cuts it, um, it's like whenever you see something kind of through a wave, like it's there, but it's hard to see. Um, so it cascades down, but you see water start to kind of fountain um, up in the center, and a shape begins to form. Great. I want to keep Gwendolyn moving, so as long as she's booking it, I'm like that Secret Service guy over the shoulder. Like, there's a hand on her back, but I'm <laughs> watching the threat. So I know where she is, but I know what's coming at us. Uh, okay, so the uh, the watery figure um, seems to extend an arm as you rush towards the wall of butterflies, and then suddenly it pulls back hard, and Gwendolyn, your entire body um, is kind of pulled up and, and back um, as the pendant around your neck swings backward um theoretically choking you but you don't have a neck uh but grabbing the ah. memorarian kind of in the gap uh unfortunately duncan you're like right there with a hand on her shoulder so go ahead and roll a deck save please as you try and get out of the way of the falling armor i was thinking to myself why the fuck am i still wearing this necklace <laughs> that is a 27 this is not your first Haunted armor with a mystical wood sage inside being pulled back by a spooky water ghost who's vain rodeo. Um, <laughs> so you sidestep as Gwendolyn just full on like swings back. Uh, you hit the ground and are dragged towards the edge of the water. Duncan, what do you do? Um, alrighty, I got this water thing. It's definitely haunted. The, the speed of Ryan talking all happens instantaneously because Duncan is trained. Ryan is less trained. So thank God for the audio medium. Um, okay. I can shoot it. That's an option. But it's water. What does water hate? Fire. But fire goes out. Um, okay. I don't know if this will fuck with it at all. But trees hate fire. And water's kind of the opposite of fire. Uh, so I would like to... Make a Molotov cocktail of my remaining flask of oil. I just want to chuck that. Like, I just want to light it up so that it, like, it gets tossed when it's breaking so I can just torch the surface of the water if I can. Okay, sure. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll me a... I think it's athletics to throw, but I'll let you add one because I assume your dex is higher than your strength. Oh, I was going to say, I actually have proficiency with improvised weapons. Well, so there you go, champ. Roll for that. that and it'll be good. Yep. Hey. Great. So if we use... Do you want to use athletics, you were saying? Sure, yep. Yeah. Great. 
Yeah, you have to ask your audience for something that fits inside a bread box, and then you put it in that and you throw that. <laughs> All right, I rolled an 18. Okay, great. Um, so the Molotov cocktail um, arcs through the air, hits the water, um, sprays flame uh, all over it. Uh, now the, the kind of watery form is, um, it's not as put together. Um, again, the whatever the illusionary magic is seems to have a hard time maintaining its shape when challenged. Um, and um, you, Gwendolyn stops being pulled for a moment Um but Gwendolyn, you can still feel the pressure on it. It just seems to be okay. distracted by the flames. Uh, Gwendolyn, what do you do? Um, can, can I just, like, try to pull the necklace off my head? Um, yeah, roll me a strength check at disadvantage, please. It's difficult okay. because it's being pulled directly back, so it's kind of like a getting a garret yeah. over your garage, Oh, that's I guess. not great. Uh, Ten. Okay, the memorarian yells, Ah, this hurts me too! Um, <laughs> but uh, you begin to get dragged further back. Maka, um, you hear a commotion kind of through the trees behind you, and uh, Bromeliad kind of bursts through, um, and he sees the, the wall of uh, butterflies, and he, he says to you in shock, like, what? What is this? Why are they doing this? My companions are on the other side. We need a way through. We need a guide. Um, so he kind of like throws up his arms, um, and it's, it's very much like, a, a Magneto in the new X-Men movies where he, it's just Fassbender taking cool poses to imply that magic is happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and, uh, he, he kind of like holds that pose for a moment, but, uh, the butterflies do not respond to his summons. Uh, and he seems genuinely vexed. Um, and he says, uh, I, I, I can guide you out of here, but I, I don't understand why, why they no longer respond to me. Hmm. Yes, well then, you will wait here. We will come through this wall one way or another, and then we will need you. Yes? Yes. Um, and uh, he just kind of nods to you and takes up a fighting pose. Good. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to cast Flaming Sphere. <laughs> I'm going to create a giant fireball right in front of me on the ground, mm -hmm. uh, growing where this swarm of butterflies is to just burn up the insects. Um, and uh, as bonus actions, I can direct it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to punch a hole through this thing with a Flaming Sphere and come through behind it running. That is fucking rad as hell. Um, so yeah, the as soon as the, the sphere pierces the um, the sort of like uh, swirling orb of, of butterflies. Uh, the ones caught in it, like, the, this isn't one of those weird Palpatine situations where they just keep flying into it. Um, mm. They all stop, um, and the uh, the sort of sphere force begins to dissipate. Um, you barrel through to see Gwendolyn struggling with uh, the pendant around her neck, um, and uh, a sort of um, column of fire as uh, Duncan has lit up the, the pond. Um... Okay. Let's see. Sorry, I was just trying to figure out what I am going to do. Hey, I understand, oh man. I don't think uh, pre-dinner break any of you were expecting to fight a weird spooky nope. pool monster with a wooden sage inside someone else. Like, it's cool. Things happen. Yeah, uh, I think I'll run to, uh, to Gwendolyn and add my strength to hers. 
Okay, great. So Gwendolyn, go ahead and roll a strength check. Uh, roll it with advantage, because now you've got Maka helping. Oh, and um, guidance doesn't specify what you need to use it for, only just like on a certain check. So the guidance that I cast for your speech, I'm going to say, like, let's use it now to add plus D4 to your strength roll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice, because now that's a 14. Oh, wait, D4. Sorry, I was thinking like yeah, 4. Yeah, you roll the D4, yeah, yeah. Okay. And of course, it's a 1. Um, so 11 total. Wait, like a nat 1? Oh, oh, plus 1. No, no, one no, on the, the, D4. the 4. Yeah, the D4 okay. was, was a 1. Um, unfortunately, uh, even with the additional assistance, um, the, the, the pull is too strong. Um, and you begin to get very, very quickly pulled backward as um, an actual corporeal figure begins to emerge um, from the, the swirling, fiery water. Um, Duncan, you see a darkness begin to grow there, and um, you can tell that uh, the magic has been disrupted enough that a physical form has had to uh, join um, and uh, you see kind of the, the skeletal form of a woman in the flames, um, and uh, the creature begins to step through the fire uh, and walk towards Gwendolyn. What do you do? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the Wizard Allen, Tyler Hewitt as the Thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelva, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through Five more seasons and beyond! Check it out now! Dum Dums and Dragons! I look over at her and I, I just yell at the woman and I say, Hey, Leonia, when you're this bang, they call you Mister. Uh, and then just the gun comes out from under the cape uh, and it's just like. Uh, basically, I, I will get uh, two shots off because I am level five now, but uh, there'll still be a one off, but I get two attacks with an attack action, so I'm going to try to shoot her. Uh, and I think I'm going to go for the head because I feel like if she's vain, she wouldn't like having parts of her face missing. It's a I'm step one, step two yeah. thing. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's not a good wow. Do you need new dice, Ryan? <laughs> no, these ones are pure math. It's a problem. Just All right, refresh that is, the page. <laughs> uh, an 11 and a 10. Um, wow, wow, wow. Wow, um, wow, wow, wow. The <laughs> water and the fire um, seem to be cascading kind of down either side of her, her face. Um and yet still it has an odd bluish glow. Uh, you empty two shells uh, into her. The, the gun sort of kicks. Um, and uh, part of it, like, blasts off her part of her cheekbone. Um, another one seems to rip through her throat. Um, but she seems completely unfazed. And then I just say, 
great. Uh, <laughs> it's just like stole the weapon, sprint forwards. I, I guess I'll go with the rapier in hand for this one. So drawing the rapier, but I'm on my way yep. to them kind of thing. Cool. Gotcha. Um, all right. So let's roll initiative since we're, we're into the shit now. Hmm. Now I have a good roll. Dirty 20. Cool. Uh, 16 for Maka. And 15 for Duncan. Uh, all right. So, um, Gwendolyn, <laughs> uh, you're up first. Um, uh, Leonara is pulling you back towards her. That said, she's also emerged from the pond. What do you do? Um, can I can I get my sword between, uh, like underneath the necklace? Not without putting all? it through the memorarian. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, then. I think what I have to do is, uh, I have to, the sword's got to go flying. So, I don't know. It seems like non-magical stuff isn't hurting her. Maybe magical stuff will. Go for it. Um, So just, yeah, huck in the sword and try to put it straight through her brain. Just like straight jab. And um, now that's actually a bonus action. So I actually want to use an action. Um, I want to use my will of the soul to increase um, my strength by one. Okay. Right now. Which is probably good. Uh, So that is 17. Uh, 17 will hit. (sighs) Okay. Barely. But it hits. (laughs) <laughs> All right. That is five plus two. Uh, seven. Seven slashling. Um, so uh, the sword uh, goes flying, um, slashes her uh, across the face. Um, and it's just that classic like T-1000 thing where um, she just kind of like cracks her neck um, and turns her head down to face you. Um, and there's like clearly a slash across the, the skull now, but mm-hmm. still, still coming with its horrible, desiccated face that is on fire. It gross. And I just, I just yell, "Boo! You're ugly!" <laughs> In an accent. Um, Boo! You're ugly. <laughs> and uh, she yells back as she like chews and then spits out um, the the bullet that uh, Duncan shot her with. She says. Um, that is a bold boast coming from one with no face. After all, when you're this beautiful, they call you God. Um, and then it is her turn. And I just uh, say, I'm not talking about physical appearance. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, Gwendolyn, um, you are pulled back with tremendous strength. Roll an opposed strength check for me, please. 16. 16? All right. Um, you barely squeak by mine so the mm. necklace pulls you hard um you go uh flying back towards the pond um but at the last minute you're able to get it up and over your head and it it uh, disappears into the depths uh you're now basically at leonera's feet um but duncan's kind of rushing in in behind you uh cool. so that was one of her actions and then with her other action um she's going to stomp directly down on your head uh your, what is Lovely. your ac right now 20 
All right, she will hit. Ah, but. Uh, so that is nine points of damage um, as she crunches down. As she does so, um, water just kind of sprays into the helmet, uh, flooding it. It's it's doesn't have any mechanical effect, but it's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, just good old-fashioned corpse water. Um, all right, that brings us to um, Maka, who had 16, if I'm correct. Yep. Yep, great. Um, I will... Uh... Yeah, I'll uh, I'll wheel the flaming sphere around to uh, crash into uh, Leonea. Great. Um, so she needs to make a dex save. I was say, knowing the princess is at her feet, would that hit both of them? Um, no, I can have it like come in. It basically it stops moving when it collides with something. So I can have it like wheel around and. I feel like there are enough angles that, like that I would hit her in the it. butt. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, uh, she failed. Oh, okay. Um, so that's 2d6 fire damage. She is rolling shit. These are good rolls. Uh, that's nine fire damage. Nine fire damage, all right. Um, and then, so that was my bonus action for my regular action. I will... Um, uh, the the wall of butterflies has dissipated. Uh, no, it's it, the the butterflies are still around, but they they were basically making it impenetrable by like flying incredibly quickly. Now they okay. can't uh, because of the whole. Now that the the fireball has moved, they start to mm-hmm. swirl back up. Okay, so I got to keep the fireball up for us to escape. Um, okay, so yeah, I'll say um, this is the time. This is the question: Do we stay and fight and finish this, or do we leave? The first oath is my strength protects the weak. You two run. This one's either where I walk away or where I end this. Okay. Then I will beast shape into a war horse. Just a big fucker of a horse. (laughs) Um, Here we go. I had to pull up the stats. Um, And... uh, how far back was uh, Gwendolyn pulled from me with, by that um, necklace? Probably about 20 feet. That is the perfect number for you for you to have said, Tom. <laughs> um, uh, You're welcome. Will... Happy birthday and Christmas for this year. As a war horse, <laughs> I can perform a trampling charge. Um, if the horse moves at least 20 feet straight toward a creature and then hits it with a hoof attack on the same turn... The target must succeed on a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So let's try that. I'm going to run and use a hoof attack. Plus six to hit, so that's 16. Yep. It has exactly 16 AC. 2d6 plus four bludgeoning damage. Uh, Five plus four, nine bludgeoning damage. Yep. And the horse will kind of like, like gesture with its head like get on (laughs) so you knock her um you kind of like trample her down um the uh corpse is knocked backward into the water um and kind of the the water rushes down with it as it goes um and uh you kind of stand there um sort of like gesturing to Gwendolyn Gwendolyn you, you roll over onto your side and kind of do that awkward thing where we've established you have a hard time getting up so you kind of like begin to force yourself up. Um, as you do, um, you catch um, the dim pr- blue glow uh, in the water again. 
um, kind of in the depths, uh, and you see your own helmet reflected uh, in the water before you. You can well, roll an inside check if you need more. I need. I need to. How <laughs> about your side? Like we, you need to get on the horse. That's the whole point here. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, this feels an awful lot like your dream. But in your dream, you were human and you were seeing armor. And Leonara was um, elven, but was seeing her present form. You don't need to do anything with this information. This is just information you have. Right. So I'm seeing my helmet head. Great. Great. So so what does that mean? Uh... Uh, uh, I don't know. All right, well, we know the weakness is vanity, correct? And in the dream, you were seeing right. one thing, and then you saw the opposite. Now you're seeing the same. Can we get... Oh, maybe that means, like, I'm not vain anymore. Oh, and with that, it's... you mount a warhorse. <laughs> get, get out of here. All right, and with that, the two All of you... Right. Oh, we're allowed to go? I wasn't sure if like we had to wait like turn nope. sequence or anything. No, no, no. no? Uh, okay. With that, so uh, the two of you gallop just, away. Yeah, it's just flaming sphere in front of a war horse, just busting through a wall of butterflies. Uh, Vermiliad's like, ah! He's <laughs> like, leaps out of the way. All right, uh, Duncan, um, what do you do? I think for Duncan, this is just like, okay, this is... Game time. Do I see anything glowing in the water? Or you am do. I just... You see. You see the the bluish hair and the the smile and the, the glowing golden face. Hmm. So I know she's down there, and I'm just like mathing out the dream as I'm like I think he's instinctively stretching a little bit in case it's going to come out of the water and he's got to mm-hmm. do this again. But he's just thinking and he's like, okay, so the princess was the princess in the dream and saw the armor and the evil old sack of shite saw herself, but it was evil. But now the princess sees herself as she is. If I can get, oh, there we go. All right, so if I can get her to come up here and then look in the water, she'll see her own reflection and realize she's ugly. And then she goes insane. I don't know. I really got to trust this memorarian. Ah, shite. You know what? What if I just break her bones? That seems pretty smart. I'll call her ugly and break her bones. Uh, And then what I'll do is... uh, in my pack, because I've realized stabbing does not seem to work in any way, shape, or form. So I'm going to take out my hammer in one hand and my crowbar in the other. Uh, and I'm going to dive into the lake to go kill this sack of shit. Um, all right. So you swim down, down, down. Uh, it gets darker and darker and darker. Uh, and then finally you see um, the body uh, floating there. That said, it uh, its face does look kind of fucked up from the, the slashing and the shooting. Um, so clearly this was not an illusion, but the the creature itself uh, floating there. And you just start fucking hammering and crowbarring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get exactly two strikes in uh, before it grabs your throat. Um, grabs, for lack of a better term, like the squishy bit under your rib cage and just squeezes. Uh, it's incredibly painful. Uh, and it begins to like superman you up and out of the water. Um, All right. I assume uh, so I mean- you're... Struggle. Still swinging? Yeah, I think I'm trying to fuck it up, but I think it's more, It's I'm just going to use the hammer hand. I'll mm-hmm. let the crowbar go, and I want to keep hitting it in the face, 
and then I know my like reflective gauntlet pretty mm-hmm. well. And there's probably a patch that isn't terribly decorated on the inside because I'd need that for protective purposes. So if mm-hmm. I can hit it with its own reflection from the other arm, it's like wham, wham, wham. See if I can reflect it at itself and if cool. that'll do anything. So it's uh, it's kind of like uh, forcing you up. It's still very dark. Um, you're going to take uh, seven points of damage um, from it kind of throttling and hitting you as you try and maneuver it. Great. Um, I would like to use Uncanny Dodge as a reaction that I get at level five, so it'll be cut in I'm half. A big fan. Fan of that. Cool. In this case, the Uncanny Dodge is is more so just like flexing your <laughs> neck muscles as hard as you can. <laughs> Writhing panic. Yeah, so it, it smashes you against the, the walls of this um, sort of weird well-esque pond. Um, you get a sense that it might be too dark for it to see a reflection. Okay, well then I just want to keep hitting it with a hammer, but not in a way that'll stop it from throwing me back into the air. <laughs> if okay. I feel like I'm really in trouble or I'm close to passing out, uh, I will try to get a hand on my breathing barrel of Bertha, which will theoretically have one lungful of air in it. Can you um, can you roll me a deck save for kind of, I think what I'm, I'm imagining this as is once you realize it might be too dark, kicking off against this wall to kind of like pull her up a bit. Um, so go ahead and roll that, please. That is a 14. 14. Um, all right. So uh, you could take another six points of damage um, as because as, basically you're sacrificing defense for strategic maneuvering. Um, cool. However, you do manage to get up to a point where there's light. Um, she seems to be looking fairly intently on you, uh, but you get a lucky hammer strike in that kind of knocks her head to the side. Um, and then you you drag your gauntlet up in front of you just as her head is turning back in that, like, leering corpse way that, that's super creepy. Um, what do you say? You're underwater, but I imagine you'd, you'd still have a quip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it probably just sounds like... Uh, but <laughs> I think what he says is, you're not beautiful, but don't worry, you're not ugly. You're pug fugly. Uh, <laughs> then she gets hit with the reflection. Uh, so she sees the reflection and just immediately, like, her whole body undulates. And she draw like, lets go of you. Um, and her, her hands, like, try and, like, unsmudge your, your arm. And at this point, your your <laughs> lungs are starting to burn. So I feel like you, you reach for your barrel. Um, and then you see her, her hands kind of uh, run to her face. Um and there's like one of those underwater like sonic screams um, that just kind of blasts you back against a wall. Um, and uh, you see um, the creature kind of um, flail and undulate and kind of like claw at its face. Um, and then eventually its hand goes through its face and it just tears the, the skull and face away. Uh, and when it, that is, is gone, um, as kind of the, the jaw falls off, um, the body becomes still and sinks down to the bottom. Okay, I'm gonna swim up because yeah, that you, sucked. You burst uh, burst out of the the, the water, and um, there are gray dead butterflies in a ring around the glade. All right, I'm a hero, <laughs> which means I'm heavily injured. This is what I've learned about being a hero. Why did I pick the blood oath? Uh, and he's just going to, like, <laughs> haul himself up and be like, 
Horsey, princess. <laughs> they are long gone, uh, but uh, Bromeliad is there, and he's like, I saw where they went. Follow me. Okay, perfect. Uh, he yells in Sylvan, repeatedly pointing, and you kind I of get. Let's go, you tootling bastard. I'm with you. Uh, and then I'm just going to, a lot of like coughing water, catching breath with hands on knees. He gestures jogging a back. little bit. I look around and don't see anyone. <laughs> and then I climb on his back and let it happen. Uh, and he just starts Jack Skellington running. His arms are flailing in kind of stupid <laughs> ways. Um, and, and he takes off. Um, <clears throat> it's a vaguely Kermity run. <coughs> yes. So, um, Gwendolyn and uh, Maka Horse, um, you are um, barreling kind of now through the trees. Um, Maka, you're lucky you spent a lot of time in swamps uh, because it means that this is actually kind of vaguely navigatable for you. Um, you've noticed uh, the butterflies fall out of the, the sky around you. Uh, there don't mm. seem to be any anymore, which is odd because you've kind of grown used to their, their presence. Um, and you notice that they're kind of laying there uh, gray and unmoving as you, you horse your way forward. Um, Gwendolyn, you've noticed this as well, um, but because you only have time to look and you don't necessarily need to worry about being the horse, um, you're the one of the two of you who notices that uh, there's a slight uh, bluish glow that's starting to begin to spread uh, amongst some of their wings. So these gray things are laying there dead, but slowly um, you can see just flecks of color beginning to return to the wings. Um, you Inside you, you hear the memorian, Jesus, memorarian um, say, uh, the entrance is up ahead. It is, it is hidden, uh, but it, it is there. You, you must dig through the brush. And you see kind of one of those beautiful mass of old growth trees. And sure enough, there seems to be a gap underneath it that might might be large enough for for you guys to sneak through. Uh, probably not large enough for a war host, though, huh? <laughs> Nay! <laughs> a large beast. By the way, do you know how fast I can move? How fast can you move, Tyler? At a, as, as a war horse? Uh, I can move at Maka speed. Anyway. <laughs> um, so Ooh. I'll... Uh... Well, and that's a wrap on Curse, Code, and Crown, because yep. Tom just quit. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's a wrap on Tom's career as a DM and storyteller. Yep. He'll never act again. Tom just became an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> I can help you with your T4s, but for the rest, you're on your own. Roll a T4. So call my... Co- oh. <laughs> Roll the T4. Oh. Just like that, he's back in, baby. <laughs> help just me. When I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. me back in. Tyler, that killed me. Oh. Uh, so I will... Um, Tyler, can Stop. you actually tell me how many feet you can move as a horse? Because this will bug me, and I will have to look it up later. <laughs> it's uh, it's sixty. It's double like a, a thank regular you. person's. My speed. brain just relaxed. I had a few extra wrinkles <laughs> for a second. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so uh, dumb. So if we're if we're there, like at the entrance, Maka yeah. will like stop and wait for for her to get off before uh, reverting back to his turtle form. Uh, what does that transformation look like? Uh, it's the same every time. The the spores create a, a cloud mm-hmm. um, that obscure the actual uh, Sailor Scout transformation. And uh, he, he um, so in this case, it'll be like that sound that horses make of like, and just like out of like the horse's nostrils come like spores. Straight from the cloud. horse's mouth. I yeah, was going to exactly. say, Tyler, I think normally you'd have a full spore cloud, but this time it's only half. So what kind of weird pornographic shit's going on under there? This oh, is okay, the uncensored fine. version. Down here, fine, everything sure. is half. You want to do this? Huh? You want it this way? Okay. All right. 
so uh, the uh, horse's flesh starts to ripple and bulge, uh, and the skin splits, and the muscle tissue can be seen, and the skin basically uh, uh, comes away as the spores like corrode it. I promptly um, and... dismount. Yeah, it's, it's... yeah, because the skin falls off with the saddle in you on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because it is a larger creature from within the horse's ribcage, you can see a turtle kind of starting to like break free of the flesh as it sloughs off. Uh, and he walks out through the smaller dissipated cloud of spores. Which is working very hard to digest the rest of this horse corpse. Yeah. Horps, if you will. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Duncan, uh, that's what you get to see just the tail end of as uh, your long striding friend, um, kind of uh, catches up. Oh, great, great. And then I realize I'm still riding my long striding friend and I'm gonna get seen doing this and I cannot allow that to happen. So I do a backflip off of him as though this was a cool trick I'd planned. Uh, and he runs up and says, here you are, new friend, wait, what? And he looks around and doesn't see you. And then I stride forwards and clap him on the shoulder and I just say, Bromeliad, you're a true friend. That's pretty much it. Sorry, I'm out of breath. She really squeezed down in the diaphragm region. Ugh, I hated that one. He says in Sylvan back to you, Hey, um, you know, my friend, uh, you're, you're a good man, and I'm really glad we did this together. You look really hurt. Did she squeeze you really hard down in the below the rib region? Uh, and then both of you look at each other in general confusion. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the best friendship that ever could have existed in this world or any other. Uh, sadly does not progress because of a language barrier. Yeah. Um, and we both Aww. like walk away Same. being like, almost. <laughs> I had such fucking plans for us. Um, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on, uh, on Declan before I forget. Oh, cool. cool. How, many, how much so, do you get uh, for? Over in uh, Dum Dum's 2099, <laughs> Declan gains some health. Uh, it's it's useful for the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I made it. Did I make it so far? I bet I did. You, you I did. I no, this. I think before. you made. No, it. I screwed up a I've bunch. Noticed. This one was. You, it's all my fault for choosing this name. Interesting fact: I chose it because I looked up a bunch of different names, and this one actually means dark warrior. That's why I chose the uh, name Duncan because I like uh, the meaning underneath it. But okay. what do you heal me for, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a second level, so two d eight plus my modifier. <laughs> oh, those are okay. Um, seven plus four, eleven, and. It's okay, oh, it gets me back to 100% with 11. So I, oh, well. my stitches <laughs> okay. leave my body. I'm relaxed. I feel better rested than I did earlier today. Like the morning Yeah, you can drop the, uh, the intelligence um, disadvantage. All right, so showed Leonia her, her reflection, and then she sort of ripped her own skeleton apart. And then all the butterflies were dead. Um, you see one of their wings uh, begin to flick on the ground. Ah, oh, fuck me. She's not dead. It seems uh, this is only a temporary victory. Um, the uh, memorarian um, mutters kind of out of Gwendolyn's mouth. Um, she is bound here by her familiar. With its death, she will truly die. Wait, which one's her familiar? It lives here. And then it, like, just starts, like, tinging against your arm, Gwendolyn, until you, like, awkwardly raise it. Um, it goes, yes, yes there. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> it points, points to the, uh, the entrance uh, to Old Haven. 
All right. Um, and the gap as it is, is a size that we can get through or do we need to? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where there's enough like moss and collected like dirt and debris that um, if you kind of push through, you'll realize there's actually like stairs um, okay. leading down. But from here, it just looks like one of those like little mossy patches under a tree that, you'd, you know, if you're a hobbit, you'd hide from Nazgul under or some such. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, friends, uh, if now that I'm fully healed, I am the sneakiest of us. Would anyone object to me going first? No. Not at all. Great, I let's do. all live forever. Except, you know... Uh, me, the DM, not... not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Memorarian, what don't I know? <laughs> no, let me lead the way. <laughs> Memorarian stands for dark warrior in my people's language. Yeah, I, I walk forward just holding the Memorarian out like an awkward baby. Uh, no, but uh, I, I, I'll lead the way so I can like try to stealth forwards to see what we can find. Cool. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check, please. That's an at one. All right, so I just walk forward going, don't worry, I've got this. I'm the sneakiest of us. We just hear that fucking echo everywhere. Yeah, you, you step forward on uh, the patch of uh, lichen, is that what it's called? Lichen? Uh, it immediately lichen. collapses under you, and you fall face first down a flight of stairs. So uh, go ahead and take... 11 points of damage. <laughs> uh, four points of damage. Um, right. As you awkwardly uh, <laughs> stumble face first down a flight of stairs, um, I will uncanny dodge that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You tuck your head so it still hurts, but a little less. Yeah, and then I turn and yell back up the stairs. That's the best way to check for traps. I did that for you. And then I like start brushing myself off, and I'm like, "Fuck me! I'm a fucking idiot." <laughs> yeah. Um, you uh, you brush yourself off um, and find yourself standing uh, at the edge of a chasm. This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.